Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host. And today I really wanted to talk to you guys about some inspiring, really amazing ladies who really their influence has impacted my life. So these are two of them are actually authors. Um, and one is a medium, and the other is a family member of mine, my great aunt. So um, sit back, relax, hope you guys enjoy this episode. You can kind of think of it a bit like story time, okay? So um, just, yeah, it's just to enjoy, and it's just to maybe offer some inspiration to you. And I think that, you know, at this time, in this place, and with, with where we are in life, it is important to really look for inspiration. And I think if we can find it, you know, that's, let's find it anywhere we can. So um, the first lady is such an amazing and just very badass kind of lady. Her name is Florence Scovel Shin, and she was a writer and also an illustrator. And she was born in 1871. And she was most well known for her book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And so she wrote really about God and manifestation, positive thought, in my opinion, super ahead of her time. So here's this lady born in 1871, and she was really talking about ideas and thoughts that, um, you know, and about energy and how energy works and how we can manifest all kinds of things. Definitely, she spoke about um, manifesting good health, but also prosperity and and all the rest of it. So really, yeah, really phenomenal woman. Um, it also, people say that uh, Louise Hay was definitely inspired by and influenced by the writings and the teachings of Florence Scovel Shen. So Louise Hay, of course, you know, the the author and really a leader in um, working with energy and how thoughts become things and how, you know, so much of our emotional and physical well-being begins with what we're thinking. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, Florence also wrote another book. It's called Your Word is Your Wand. And that really emphasized the power of the spoken word. And so that's what I really find fascinating and really inspiring. That's what I love about this woman, because words to me are so important. So one of my pet peeves is when people use words incorrectly. (laughs) I don't like when things are misspelled um it bothers me and so I just realized recently that all of the almost all of the decor in my home has some kind of words on it so I'm not someone who loves like you know um paintings and scenic landscape and all those kinds of things I like things that have have words on them so a lot of the framed things that I have up around my house they're just like quotes of my favorite authors and and words and things like that so it's kind of interesting um 
But yeah, really, I connect with that, that words have the power to move us, to inspire us, to guide us. Even when I was younger, there was a time when I really wanted to be a linguist or even like a translator, a language translator. So it's something definitely within me that resonates with the words. Um, I also love that Florence Scovel Shin was teaching people about manifestation even way back then. So I definitely, I recommend checking her out. Um, this is a quote from Florence Scovel Shin. What is mine by divine right can never be taken from me. God's perfect plan for me is built upon a rock. And I think that's such an amazing quote. It's true. So many times I try to explain this to clients, you know, that if there is something that is intended for you, and by divine right, meaning like this is coming from God, there's nothing that you can do to miss it. And there's nobody that could take it from you. It's not something that you can lose. So um, I think it's important to remember that, you know, there are certain things in this life that are going to be divinely ours. Not everything is divinely ours, but uh, a lot, you know, a lot of things are. And so it's important to know that it is, it's built, it's a perfect plan and it is built on that rock. You know, it's, it's a strong foundation. Um, So yeah, amazing that she was writing and illustrating and having this career for herself, um, you know, at the 1900s, you know, so uh, fantastic. I would recommend reading uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It or Your Word is Your Wand or any of her other writings. Uh, She also had one, what were they? I think it was cards. There's a deck of cards that she's written, and I believe they're all with quotes from the game of life and how to play it. So you can use those Oracle cards also for a daily inspiration. Another thing that I like to do with my books that are spiritually kind of based, I will, if I'm feeling like I just need a dose of inspiration, I'll pull one randomly off the shelf I'll flip randomly through the book to a certain place where I feel like, okay, here's where I stop. And I'll just go to where my eyes are drawn to. I'll go to where I feel, you know, spirits guiding me. And I'll read the sentence or two that I'm guided to read. And I'll take that as inspiration for my day. So it's almost like using a um, a book, almost like how you would use a deck of oracle cards. So definitely try that out. See what you guys think. Um, let's see. The second lady I wanted to talk about. Oh, she's amazing. So this is Doris Stokes. So she's this clairaudient medium from England. And she basically had a husband that was lost during the war. She had a young son who passed to spirit like in his infancy. And her experiences helped to shape her. She ended up selling out the Sydney Opera House, touring Australia, doing TV shows, radio shows. She wrote several books. She turned into this um, sort of like powerhouse medium. And the thing is, she she really worked pretty much solely clairaudiently, meaning like she was hearing the voices of the spirit communicators very clearly. So um, if you watch her, she's there's 
a lot of clips on YouTube if you just put in Doris Stokes medium, you know, into your YouTube. And you can actually see her work and how she has these really lively conversations with those in spirit, names, details, street names, circumstances about how they passed. It's very, it's very touching. Some of it's very humorous. It's really amazing to and fascinating to watch her. Um, she's written books. She sold over 2 million copies. And what I get from her, she's just so down to earth, so normal. She looks like a little old grandma uh, in her nightgown, you know, when she's doing these readings. And so the the book that um, comes to mind, the book is Voices in My Ear. It's a fantastic read. Um, so just, you know, just phenomenal woman. When I looked her up online, though, just it's, it's kind of disturbed me because I saw that there was, of course, a lot of people who tried to discredit her and her work. And I think there's people who still do, you know, even though she's passed to spirit now, people are still trying to discredit her. Um, but what I found out is that she worked up until, um, just about a month before she passed away from brain cancer and she was doing sittings and doing readings and she was doing the private sittings for free, free of charge. So, I find her truly inspiring and I think she helped many, many, many people. And I love, I guess what I love the most is that she was so, seemed to be so herself, so authentic. So even though she was definitely well-known and famous in uh, her own right, as far as like within mediumship and and things like that, um, she still came to and approached her work from a very down to earth kind of approach. Um, And you can see she has compassion, you know, for the people that she's reading for. But I definitely got this sense of like, strength, and such confidence from her. So even when the person that she's reading for is saying no, or uh, I don't know, they're uncertain. She remains very strong in her conviction. She remains in her power. So it's it's quite phenomenal to see that, you know, see this lady who is, is just such a powerhouse. So um, I definitely recommend looking her up. I would read her books. Um, her story is really touching, really moving. So definitely someone that I find inspirational. And I, I think of her often. Um, the other lady that I wanted to talk to you guys about is my great aunt. So her name is Yolande Lapine and she was kind of like a grandmother to me because, um, my, she's my dad's great aunt or sorry, my dad's aunt. So my dad's mom's sister and my dad's family was all in Saskatchewan. He moved out to BC when he was still a young guy. Um, but all his side of the family remained in Saskatchewan. So I didn't get to see my grandparents in Saskatchewan that often. I would go, we used to go once a year, usually in the summer, and we'd take a road trip, um, which is a very long drive in case you're <laughs> ever wondering. Um, but, you know, and we would see them then. And occasionally they would be able to come out and see us here in BC where we live. But, um, so I didn't, I didn't know them as well. Um, but my great aunt moved to BC on her own. Um, I think it was later in her, her career, 
But um, we, you know, growing up, I would see her almost every Sunday. She spent the holidays with us. And I had just a very close bond to her, very close, you know, relationship. So um, she grew up, well, she was born in Vermont. And then her and her family moved up to um, Quebec and then eventually to Saskatchewan. She grew up on a farm. She grew up with many siblings. And what I love about her is that, you know, at that point, this is like we're talking, I think she might have been born in 1919 or 1918, something like that. Um, It was not expected that a woman would not get married, have children, live on a farm. You know, that was kind of her option. Um, She decided she was going to get an education and she became a teacher and she even spent time. She, she got worked, um, worked and got herself to uh, the Sorbonne in France. She studied there Um, and she ended up, yeah, she ended up teaching in one room schoolhouses in the prairies. Um, also all over the place in BC and very small communities, small towns. And she had so many stories about all of the different places that she worked and she traveled. I got the sense, even though she never got married and she never had kids of her own, I got a sense that her students really were like children to her children. You know, she, she was very involved and she was very connected to the kids that she taught. And I loved her love of reading. I loved her love of education. I loved that she didn't do what was expected of her. She did something different and that she kind of broke the mold. You know, she said that there was people who wanted to marry her, but she said no. So I I don't know. There's just something about that that I find so spunky and just so kind of uh, so amazing for that time, you know, that era. Now it's a little bit different. So in a way, she was kind of ahead of her time, I think. Um, but she was very giving. She um, donated a lot of her time to charities. She was someone who continued to go to church every Sunday. She believed in God. She prayed. Um, she sang in a choir. She was in a group called the Singing Ukuleles. So she, she also played the ukulele. Um, many memories of playing Scrabble with her, sitting at her dining room table and playing hearts with them, my family. That card game is so fun. I really want to get back into it. So I want to make a note that I want to teach my kids how to play that game because it's super fun. Um, You know, and her home was always so peaceful. It was always so quiet, you know, and I just felt like her home was her sanctuary. She lived very close to Ambleside Park, which was, you know, which is such a beautiful, beautiful place. She always lived close to the ocean. Um, And she always looked lovely. I just find that she... She really, even in her later years, as she got to be more and more elderly and she might not have been going out as, as much every time, you know, she would, she would get up and get dressed and she would always look so presentable and so beautiful. So, um, I don't know if she ever knew how much she really meant to me, but I know that she knows from our interactions, you know, from spirit, I know that she's aware of just how inspiring she is to me. Um, it's fair to say that she 
wouldn't have understood my career path um, had I brought it to her while she was here in the physical world. But um, I started working as a medium a few years after she had already passed. So um, since then, you know, I have received messages from her and she's intrigued, you know, and she's also very great. She'll, she'll come through if I'm teaching students, especially if I'm teaching mediumship, she'll come through very willingly and very clearly for people, you know, to practice and she'll give them information. And um, she's always very much, you know, still the teacher to this day, even in spirit. Um, So it's quite amazing. I also found, you know, in her career, she did have a um, a young girl that was a student of hers who ended up passing to spirit. And she had passed. She was killed. She was murdered. And my aunt found it hard to talk about that. I know she suffered a great deal. Um, she had basically a, a breakdown after that happened. This is the little girl that she, you know, she taught and that meant so much to her. And this horrific thing that happened, I think, really, really affected my aunt very, very much. So, um, so that I know that was tough. And I, I have comfort in knowing that they've met up in spirit and they spend time together. And that's come through from various people, you know, that proving that you know that she is back together with that student of hers um so it's amazing yeah it's amazing to to look at someone in my family who was so um brave and so so accomplished um my grandmother her sister so my dad's mom was also a teacher and my dad's mom my grandma ended up having i think she had nine not eight or nine kids plus she worked full-time as a teacher. So when I, you know, when I'm talking about inspiring women, I really have to also mention my amazing grandmother because that is no easy feat. Um, I have two children and work and I find myself like exhausted and, and actually feeling quite um, inadequate most of the time as far as keeping up with life and the pace of life. So my grandma Estelle, I think I, I also have to mention that I really look up to her and, and can't imagine the strength that she had uh, to do that, you know, and to, and she really, what I love about my grandmother is that she really did emphasize education for her kids and and that was very important to her. Um, and I love with my grandma, too, that she she was very knowledgeable um, and she very much had an ability to communicate. She was such a good communicator. So I, I miss her a lot. I miss my aunt a lot. They're amazing, amazing women. I know they're together in spirit. They're sisters and they're just, you know, chatting up a storm. They both have the gift of gab. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, just amazing ladies, amazing women. And I think it's important to reminisce. I think it's important to um, look back and sort of look to these inspirational women who have um, accomplished so much, who are such uh, resilient people. Um, With my great aunt, she wrote quite often. She wrote a lot and she wrote of her adventures and her stories. And um, I just think that, Oh, I wish that I had some of those. You know, I don't know where they might be. My parents might have some of them, but I wish I could find them. Um, but it's important. Yeah, it's important to take time to just really think about who inspires you. Um, I think also it's important to give yourself time 
to just be quiet and still in your life and to seek inspiration. Um, Spirit is certainly a huge inspiration for me. Um, I find oftentimes when I am seeking that feeling of, oh, I just want to be uplifted. I just want to kind of like lift myself out of the physical and just kind of be in that magical kind of whimsical energy. Um, Music is one of the most effective ways to do that. So some pieces that I listen to that really inspire me, um, there's this one called Magic Hour, and it's by On Trio. I think that is a really inspirational piece. Um, I love The Promise by Tracy Chapman. What else do I love? Debbie Prayer, which is by Craig Pruis and Ananda. That one I find is a go-to. It's so etheric and beautiful. Um, stuff like that. Classical music I find is so much um, that will bring and draw kind of that like angelic energy and the energy of spirit really nicely. So that's also something to keep in mind. Um, read, read, read. Uh, Julia Cameron, The Artist Way, um, I love. There's also, I'm just going to look it up because there was this other book and I know she wrote it. I just can't think of the title at this moment. So I'm just trying to see if I can find it for you. Hmm. Uh, the Right to Write, that's a great one, actually, as well. Oh, um, hmm. I don't see it, but definitely, I would say definitely look at Julia Cameron for inspiration. She's got just amazing, amazing insight. Um, oh, there's one called Transitions by Julia Cameron. That one I definitely... Um, know that I've read. Oh, this one, this is it. It's called Blessings by Julia Cameron. Amazing. Just beautiful, beautiful words. And you can feel that they're so inspired from spirit. So there you have it. It's a very short episode this time, but I just thought it might be helpful to, to some of you. Um, I certainly appreciate the feedback that I'm receiving. Thank you to those of you that have messaged me and said, you know, that the podcast that you're enjoying it, that makes such a difference because sometimes I have to admit, I, I feel like I'm putting them out and I'm just babbling away and I don't always know if it's helpful or if it's reaching people you know so um I really appreciate I know I've got some listeners in Australia and I got some listeners in I think it was Norway all over the place certainly the U.S. and Canada um Ireland even so yeah thank you guys thank you so much for for being with me and I would just say God bless you enjoy this day and I hope that you, I hope that you feel connected. I hope that you have a day where you feel that you are fully present in your life and that you feel supported by those unseen helpers. All right. So until we meet again, take care.